Hello there, my awesome project managers. Welcome to the PMP Exam Radio Show. It's your buddy Phil here, project management trainer and coach. I hope you're doing well. Today, we are going to focus on the Project Management Body of Knowledge Guide, 6th edition. And we are going through it extremely rapidly because there's really no need for you to go through it slow. The PMI has not mentioned the 6th edition as reference material, even though we know it's still very relevant. But the ITTOs form the bulk of the book. If you strip off the ITTOs and all the other fluff, it really boils down to less than 15 pages. Every page where it talks about what a process is, where you are looking at those figure 5-1, 6-1, 7-1, 4-1, all those figures. If you take a look at those and you remove all the fluff, to be quite honest, you, you actually have 10 pages because you can strip off all the other fluff and just take a look at those images, which is about 10 pages, and then look at the other very high-level summary descriptions of each of the processes. You're probably looking at about 20 pages. And I've heard from students over and over again, it's not the ITTOs that matter, it's understanding the flow. And of course, understanding what those ITTOs are could very well help you but the exam is not a rote test of ITTOs. So for those folks who are going over ITTOs over and over again, you're really wasting time. What you do need to understand is project management at a sufficient level, and then just make sure you clean up Agile pretty good, but you're not going to be tested rote on inputs, tools, techniques, outputs, and you may not even hear a process name mentioned one time. So you just need to understand, what am I doing as a project manager? What should come next? Let me give you an example. You're developing the project charter, right? Develop project charter. You will not be told you are in develop project charter. No, instead it would read, you're working with your team in creating a document that authorizes the project. Now, you wouldn't expect to work with a team. You'd expect to work with a sponsor, but the key, the key there is authorizes the project. And if you understand certain key language, it's easy for you to know where the question is going and what the answer is likely to be. You get what I'm saying? So I am really hoping that as we go through these knowledge areas rapidly, it will equip you, it will help you, it will take you to that next level where you're able to very quickly understand what a question is trying to ask be able to sniff out the direction the question is going and for you to use the process of elimination to pretty much cut out all the crud because you're going to have four answers and three of them is going to be crud and you need to cut the crud out and choose the right answer. That's what it's all about. Okay, so I'm hoping that this quick coaching as we go through these 10 knowledge areas, I'm hoping that it will equip you, cut out the crud. You know, let's be honest. There are a lot of courses for PMP, and unfortunately, most of them, they don't have the substance to keep going for 35 hours. So instead, there's a lot of fluff in these knowledge areas and process groups and processes, and that ain't the stuff you need for the exam. What you do need for the exam is understanding the mindset of a servant leader, first and foremost, in the world of Agile or Predictive, And then on top of that, really going deep into Agile because it seems as though the PMI is replacing the quizzing that they were giving you in the ACP exam. We're even seeing some of that. 
filtering into the PMP. So, I mean, I've had people say, really, is this an agile exam or is this a PMP exam? That was in the early days. I think people have woken up and smelled the coffee now. But my point is your exam is going to be very agile under most circumstances. I've only had a few students, a couple out of, let's say, 50 that say, no, my exam was very predictive. Most of the others, around 90 to 95% of students will tell you my exam was definitely more agile than anything else or agile hybrid more than anything else. All right. So the language, you know, understanding the language is, is, is important. It's helpful. But then again, you also need to be able to couple that with a uh, lens of hybridization. And you know, the best way to do this is open up the agile practice guide. And after every chapter I cover with you, I recommend you go from pages 91, 92, 93, 94, 95 in the Agile Practice Guide looking for the relevant knowledge area. Okay, let me say that again. When I cover a knowledge area, my friend, look for that knowledge area in the Agile Practice Guide. I, I, I didn't say PMBOK 7th edition. I didn't say PMBOK 6th edition. I'm talking specifically about the Agile Practice Guide. Because in the Agile Practice Guide, the PMI have broken down each knowledge area from an Agile lens. And they tell you this is what the project manager does from an Agile perspective. And this is what the team members do in an Agile world. And that is going to help you become more and more hybridized. All right. So this is just an introduction. Now we're going to jump into all the knowledge areas. We're going to go with lightning speed. And I advise you to ask questions. Put those questions in the comments below and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. All right. If you have any bottlenecks, any difficulties, I need to know about it. (laughs) Okay. So put those in the comments below. See you in the next episode. And if you found this to be informative and helpful, don't forget to hit that like button. Your buddy Phil will definitely appreciate it. All right. See you in the next episode. Did I hear someone say, I need a coach for the PMP exam or project management? Hey, if that's you, go on down to pmanonymous.com. I'm accepting new students. Let's knock this exam out and let's get your career straight. See you there. Hello, my awesome project managers. Welcome to the PMP exam radio show. Today, we are going in for the 10 knowledge areas. Well, we're going to stagger them and break them down so that every one to two hours, I'll give you a lesson. And that's how we're going to spend this weekend. All right. So make sure you look for all 10 knowledge areas. Okay. so let's begin. The very first knowledge area we'll talk about is the integration management knowledge area. And I'm calling this knowledge areas in a couple of minutes. Okay. knowledge areas in two minutes. Integration starts off with the development of a document that authorizes the project. It's called a project charter. So that very first process, we create a project charter. After your project charter is created, bear in mind that you now have some understanding about what the project is meant to achieve and the direction the project is meant to be headed at a super high level. You're going to take that and you're going to break that down into smaller pieces all throughout the planning process group. So 
when you come back into integration at the end of planning, you are meant to have schedule, cost, scope, quality, resources, communications, risk, procurement, and stakeholder subsidiary plans, and any relevant baselines in schedule, cost, and scope. You bring all of these together and you create the project management plan, theoretically speaking. It's the addition of all of these. It's talked about on page 89 of the sixth edition. Now, I know the question you're asking, what about the seventh edition? Look, the seventh edition is like a PMP exam. Nice little reference guide after you get certified in my mind. As far as reading the book to get certified, it has not demonstrated enough value for me to rest the sixth edition case. You get what I mean? And that's why most people are referring to it as a book that complements the sixth edition. There are some good things in the seventh, like the concept of a value delivery system being given a name, and many of the nice to know and nice to have methods, models, and artifacts. But as far as it laying the base, setting the base for your PMP, it doesn't. So my recommendation is kind of focus more on the sixth, right? So in closing, integration has the development of the charter, the development of the project management plan. It has the directing and execution of the work of the project. It has the collection and collation of lessons learned. So we have a lessons learned register generated from managed project knowledge, which is part of integration. Then we go into the monitor and control project work process, where we begin to monitor the project and we get work performance reports. And then we have perform integrated change control, which is where the change control board or the approving authorities on the project review the change requests and decide to approve or reject them or put them on hold and things like that. And last but not least, we have the closed project or phase process. In other words, you're either closing out a phase in the project or the project as a whole. And there's smattering of things talked about on page 123 of the Pembok Guide 6th edition that I would recommend you pay attention to. But the bottom line is this. If you're closing out a phase, be prepared to move into the next phase. If you're closing out a project, it could be for various reasons. Perhaps you've delivered what is necessary or maybe the project has been shut down. But you've got to understand circumstances and there's a number of things on page 123 I would recommend you know for closing out a project or phase okay just to cover your bases as far as the exam being heavy on ITTOs and stuff it's not the exam is very light on ITTOs very light on formulas so if that's what's holding you back you got very little to be concerned about my recommendation is no at an intermediate level, the seven things I talked about. Develop project charter, develop project management plan, direct to manage project work, manage project knowledge, monitor and control project work, perform in great change control and close project or phase. If you understand those at that level, that is good, okay? The final question I would ask is the what's in it for me factor. What am I getting from this process? If I'm working this process called closed project or phase, what do I expect the output to be? For those, I would say know those because it helps you with a narrative. And when you experience questions on the exam, if they come from the hybrid domain, you stand a better chance when you really understand predictive stuff. If they come from the agile domain, 
you stand a better chance when you know Agile. Now, if they come from a purely predictive domain, a lot of folks say they don't typically, but if they were to come from a purely predictive domain, in some instances, you'd have a good grasp of it, all right? So going into the exam, just be ready to roll with the language. It's a language. Language is so important. Knowing what's in the glossary, knowing what they mean, I think that's really key to a lot of folks passing the exam. All right, my friends, I hope you found this to be useful. Don't forget to hit like, whatever platform you're on, please look for the like button. Help your buddy fill out, all right? You take care, look out for the next episode. Bye for now.